Hello and welcome to another episode of this podcast for you, for your English, for your business English, for your skills. This is Sven and with me is... Richard. Hello Sven, how are you? I'm fine. I'm always fine when I'm talking to you because it's always a very inspiring conversation here to be with you and just to, um, to give a feedback to our listeners. We are doing this in a very, let's say, relaxed situation. We are hardly cutting anything of our conversation, only if maybe the, the postman is ringing the bell or the cats are snoring in the background. This is what we will delete. But the rest is just normal conversation. Wouldn't you agree? I absolutely agree with you. And we are not reading any scripts or anything else. We are just exchanging ideas. And I think this is what makes this podcast so natural and also so helpful for people. Last time, the last two episodes were about how to improve your skills if you are in front of the group, chairing a meeting or presenting something. Today, we want to talk about the other side of the table, the other side of the room, if you are a participant. And so do you participate in meetings that you are not chairing and where you're not presenting a PowerPoint presentation or something? Are you participant in such meetings often or regularly? Yes, indeed, I'm a regular participant in such meetings. What are the, the most common situations that drive you crazy in such meetings as a participant? Um, I think if the chairperson or the person that is presenting, I think on the one hand, it's, it's very good to um, turn on your charm and be attentive and have eye contact. But there are these kind of people that overdo it. They are, they are, they are overturning on their charm. They are overattentive, and they are, they are, they are, they are using the eye contact too much. I think in these kind of situations, you kind of feel some way not not as comfortable as you could be. Um, I think these are kind of situations that have come up to my mind right now. Something that that I found in meetings is either if the the person that is chairing the meeting or doing the presentation is not very well prepared and talking too much about private things that have nothing to do with the topic or the agenda. And on the other side, participants who come late, participants who um, interrupt with questions that have nothing to do with the actual discussion and those who are unable to turn off the tune of their mobile phone. And um, so being a participant and being maybe in a situation where you feel not comfortable, how, what would you suggest to do? Let's say you feel that the presenter is not prepared or is not very skilled on what he's doing and he's not, let's say, um, 
trustworthy, you don't believe that it's true what he is telling you or she is telling you, how would you react? What would you re recommend our listeners how to react in such a situation? So, speaking for myself, I would try to keep track, to listen to what the presenter has to say, to kind of get the information that is important for me. Nevertheless, if the presentation is really, really, really bad, you just have to hope that the presenter will end um, his or her's presentation um, um, very soon. On the other hand, speaking for others or speaking of, of stories that I've or encounters that I've witnessed myself, there are people who kind of, if, as you have mentioned in your question before, there are people who kind of get um, active when they feel the presenter is not well prepared. They will just start to ask questions to kind of um, make the presenter more unsure in his or her statements. And further, there are people who are um, kind of search for confrontation. For example, if you are, um, have a presentation where you use figures that you have to quote, you have to quote somebody, and then all of a sudden you, you make a statement, a bold statement, a very bold statement, the people kind of um, feel attacked personally and then will just challenge you with questions. So they won't just ask questions, what did you say here? They would frame the question in a way to challenge what you said. And um, I think these kind of uh, participants, are um, you have to look out for them. They are in every presentation. And they will, when, once they get their chance to ask a confrontational question, they will ask them. Um, yeah, so um, these are kind of participants there. And, and then are also the participants who will just, um, just clock out, just take this 30 minutes of uh, the business meeting as a, um, as a break and um, look... Uh, take their phone into their mobile phone into their hand and look out for the next news or the new gossip. How would you react to, to another participant that is really disturbing the, the meeting? I mean, there are always these people who have to tell everybody that they are the most competent or the most um, important person in the whole room. How would you If the, if the presenter is not able to, to cope with this person, how would you, as a participant, react to such interruptions? Um, I, would, I would give the presenter a sign that, um, that, I've, that I've seen the person who's constantly interrupting and I, I kind of want to build a coalition with the presenter to stop this person that is constantly interrupting in the sense of making the presenter understand that while I'm interrupting his presentation, I just want to help the person who's presenting. So person A is interrupting. Then me, uh, I, as Richard, want to stop person A. While I'm stop, stop trying to stop person A, I'm also inter interrupting The presenter's presentation. That is something that people always don't have in mind that two wrongs don't make a right. So I kind of have first of all signal to the presenter, okay, I want to help you. I'm not interrupting. 
and then boldly speak to the interrupter and say, um, hello, we are in a business meeting here. Could you please be attentive and listen? You could um, use stronger words. Just keep in mind that it's a business meeting setting and don't get rude. Don't use unpalatable words. Just um, if you want to use business code, you can also use business code, but uh, kind of make the presenter known that you want to help and then stop the interruption of the interrupter. What do you mean with business code? Can you explain this phrase to our listeners, please? So um, I believe everybody that has worked um, in the office knows that certain words um, mean have a, have a stronger meaning at the end. So even though they are quite polite on the surface, they just mean... Um, they mean something stronger. So, for example, um, that's often used in written words or in emails. As I've written to you before, that actually means, can't you read? (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised. I was very surprised to hear. (laughs) I was really annoyed. Yes, indeed. Okay. Now, the final, final question for this episode Now, some of our listeners don't feel that self-confident when they have to participate in a meeting that is completely in English. And what would you suggest if you want to ask a question, but you're not knowing the words, you don't know how to explain, how to formulate the question, uh, if you, you just have a lack of vocabulary and you're not feeling sure if your grammar is correct, etc., and you don't want to, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to make people laugh about your English. You, you, Probably nobody will laugh, but you have the impression if I ask this question, everybody in the room knows that my English is not very good, but still you want to have the answer. What would you suggest these people? So I think with um, confidence is always the same. You have to remember that you are not the smartest in the room, but you're also not the dumbest in the room. You you have to remember that your English is not the best of every participant in the room, and it's not the worst of every participant in the room. So you kind of have to balance that beforehand. And then you have to think to yourself, do I really need this information? And most of the times, if you want to ask, the question, you really need that information. You want to know, you want to understand. So in that case, you 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 have to just be authentic, 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 and just realize that if you even make mistakes, just phrase a question or frame the question in a certain way, in a such a way that um the, the person that you're asking will more or less understand your question. Don't think about how other people will react to you because as you have already established for yourself, you are not the dumbest in the room, you are not the most competent in the room, you are not the, your English is not the worst in the room and it's not, it's not the best in the room. You're somewhere in the middle. So when you are somewhere in the middle, you're perfectly, perfectly fine to ask a question. Just be authentic. Even if you make mistakes, these mistakes will happen. The next time, We'll just uh, prepare your question well a bit better, but don't don't be afraid because you, your English is not perfect. Okay, Richard, thank you very much for 
sharing your ideas with us this time. And yeah, thank you to you, listener. And if you've got any questions or if you need any help, if you want to have a training using the actual COVID situation to improve your skills for your business, just contact us at info at speedlearning.academy and we will make you an offer how to support you and Richard and I are happy to help you. Richard, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next week. Until then, have a great time. Thank you, Sven. Bye.